It's Ash Wednesday. Welcome to today's Lentcast. This is Father John Zolstrup. Each day during Lent, in Rome, there is designated a station church. Through these podcasts, let's visit these churches in our hearts every day for a Lenten pilgrimage. Picture gathering at a nearby church and then processing to the station church while singing litanies. At the end of Mass at the station church, pieces of the consecrated host would be taken to different parishes around Rome as a sign of unity. Many of the churches were dedicated to martyrs, and you are visiting them as well as if reviewing your own family history. The list of stations goes in large part back to the time of St. Pope Gregory the Great, who died in 604. Think of yourself perhaps as a catechumen being prepared to enter the church at Easter. You are being schooled and spiritually prepared for the most important moment of your life, baptism and entrance into the mysteries of the faith. Today's Roman station is Santa Sabina on the Aventine Hill. St. Sabina was a 2nd century martyr. The church was built in the early 5th century on the Aventine by Peter of Illyria after the sack of Rome, presumably at the site of the original Titulus Sabine, a church in the home of Sabina, who had been martyred around 114 AD. In Rome, the earliest churches rose from the shrines of martyrs, in cemeteries, and also from the houses of prominent Christians where they would gather. In 1218, Pope Honorius gave the church to the Dominicans. He was the pope who approved the foundation of the distinguished order of preachers. They still serve at Santa Sabina. St. Dominic himself lived in the adjacent monastery for a period before his death in 1221. St. Thomas Aquinas stayed here as well. And this is also where Pius V had his vision of the Battle of Lepanto. During the Renaissance and Baroque periods, some additions were made in the interior, but in the 20th century most of them were removed to restore the church closer to its original state. In recent years, popes have come to this church for Mass on Ash Wednesday after making a procession from the nearby church of Sant'Anselmo. On the doors of the church, we can see the oldest known image of Christ crucified between the two thieves. This is how we begin our Lent. If you will receive your ashes today when you go to Mass, you should know that there are different customs of imposing ashes. In some places, as at Rome, they are sprinkled on you in the top of your head. Back when the clerical tonsure was obligatory, which is a, a silver dollar-sized circle that was shaved on the crown of the heads of priests who had hair, clerics received ashes there on the, their, the spot of their tonsure. In other places, we receive a smudged cross on our forehead. Either way, the ashes aren't going to last for the next few weeks, except in your own penitential attitude. From The Sacramentary by Blessed Ildefonso Schuster. 
This day, which from the time of St. Gregory has inaugurated at Rome the forty holy days of Lent, was also called Incapite Iaunii. In the fourth century, it marked the beginning of the canonical penance, which public penitents had to undergo in order to be absolved on Monday Thursday. According to the rituals of the seventh century, the penitents presented themselves on the morning of this day before the appointed priests at the various titular churches and at the patriarchal basilicas. Having confessed their sins, they received, in cases of grave and notorious transgressions, from the hand of the penitentiary a garment of rough hair cloth sprinkled with ashes. They were then ordered to withdraw to some monastery, of which there were about a hundred in the city of Rome, and there to do penance for forty days. This is the origin of the quarantines, which we find in our ancient forms of indulgences. <laughs>